We spend all of our time in the stuff that we enjoy and the stuff that is fun, the stuff that is easy, but we, we don't ever actually press through to be able to nail the difficult and the, and the boring. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Digital Rabbi Podcast. My name is Sats, your host, and it's great to be hanging out in 2024. Woo, we're here, and uh, I hope you've had a wonderful Christmas and a great New Year's celebration. I know we did, got to go away and spend some really great quality time with the family and um, just enjoy. And there's something so cool about disconnecting, unplugging, and being a little less digital. And uh, obviously in itself, it's just great for your soul, but the body byproduct is that you come back with this sort of sharpness. I read so many books whilst I was away because I wasn't scrolling on my phone. And so coming back into this year, feeling expectant, feeling excited, and uh, just generally optimistic about the future. And I want to share that with you. uh, So you can pick up on that vibe today and just encourage you. uh, Let's just dream a little bit this year. You know, it's a brand new chapter and of course, it's just another trip around the sun. Like it doesn't mean anything. Um, but uh, at the same time, what we can often do is sort of, uh, you know, anchor ourselves on these um, these frameworks, you know, such as dates, times, years, etc., and actually use them psychologically to give us momentum. And uh, when I think back to last year, um, you know, I'm recording this on Thursday, the fourth of January, and uh, I think back to last year, the fifth of January, 2023, and that was for me quite a significant day because uh, we started working out. I started working out. We launched this whole series called the 5am club. And we're like, guys, let's all get up at 5am and work out. I think a couple of people jumped on board. But uh, more more than that, uh, for me personally, it was really significant. And we did a whole preaching series on stewarding, uh, you know, your physicality and looking after your body and all this kind of stuff. And that for me was the beginning of working out, you know, five times a week, uh, which is still going strong and feeling good. And I think I've tallied it up something like 200 and something days um, I've been working out last year. Um, so, you know, once you take out the weekends and occasional sick day and times I'm away on holiday. So um, it, it's feeling good. And so it's amazing to me how much can happen in a year, you know, the power of consistency, the power of just showing up. And so I just share that, you know, one second humble break, but two, also that you could understand that, you know, Asking yourself what could happen in 12 months is a really great, great question. It's a really great thing to consider, you know, that that just showing up every single day, you really can dramatically change an aspect of your life, whether that's fitness or your business or family and relationships, a lot can change in a year. And uh, that's what we're here for, right? Well, today... I do want to share just um, a thought about building the back end. If you're familiar with websites, you'll have heard of the back end and the front end. And the front end tends to be everything design and visual. And the back end tends to be all of the sort of server side code and complicated stuff that's a bit beyond me. Um, but but this phrase just sort of dropped for me Um earlier this week and uh, I began to really think about it because, you know, both the front end and the back end are important, but, you know, it's a great metaphor for life, you know, that the the real work happens in the back end. The real work happens behind the scenes. And what can be so um, deceptive for us is that we're often looking around to look at the clues of success. You know, there's that phrase, success leaves clues. And, And it's true. 
But often what success also does is it, it, it gives us an image that is not quite true. In other words, it sh- shows us the fruit of success, but not always the root of success. You know, when we look on Instagram, social media, or the news, or whatever window we're looking at to look at successful people, it's nearly always going to be very inaccurate (laughs) because we don't see what that person's relationships look like. First of all, our definition of success is narrow, right? Because we can only um, judge success on the things that we can see externally. So we're not really looking at a true estimation of what success is. You know, we don't we don't see, okay, that person's a billionaire, they've created all these companies, but their marriage is wrecked, their kids hate them. You know, like, is that success? Well, I would argue maybe not. I mean, there's success in one area. So straight away our perspective is warped. But also secondly, the 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 traits that bring about success in an area are not the the traits that you see. You know, it's it's not the the stuff that is exciting. It's not, you know, when we look at someone like Gary Vee, we go, wow, he's just, he's just, look at all this cool stuff. He's got someone following around filming him. And uh, you might be led to think, if I get someone to follow me around and film me, then I too will be successful on social media. And I've fallen in that trap before and and uh, I haven't got someone to follow me around filming me, but I've definitely thought, <laughs> hey, this would be helpful. Um, but the thing is, it's not actually true. The thing that makes Gary Vee successful is not the fact that he's got a great team around him. I mean, it's great now. There's, there's other qualities and other things happening behind the scenes that we're not actually aware of. And no one's really talking about. And the really interesting thing for me is that often successful people don't even necessarily, um, you know, if they do talk about it, no one really is listening to that part. <laughs> you know, they, 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 people don't want to hear that part of the story. We have a bias. And people go, well, yeah, I got up at 5 a.m. every day and I'd work late and I didn't have any friends and da 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 no, no, we all skip that part of the story because it's very boring, you know, because nobody wants to emulate that sort of life. And so what we, instead we do is we hyper focus on the small little habits and wearing the same clothes every day or whatever the random stuff it is, the, the hacks and the tips and the tricks. And I've just started this new year thinking, you know what, I, I don't want to fall for that trap anymore. I don't want to allow that, the spirit of that to get into my vision for this year. What I want to do, instead of chasing the the, the shiny things, instead of chasing the, the things that look good and make me look good, you know, and how I present myself to others, because we're all, we all care about that to some extent. Instead of chasing those things and, 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 and trying to seek those things, the, th- the things I really want to focus on are the things in the back end. What are the things that are actually going to produce that maybe no one will see, you know, but but actually it's the thing, it's the engine in the car that gets everything going. And I want to suggest that if we can be people who actually can focus on those things, we're actually going to be successful this year. You know, getting up every single day at, well, it was 5 a.m. to begin with, then uh, 6 a.m. for the rest of the year, you know, is not exciting. And Honestly, like it's not it's not like that groundbreaking either. Like I, <laughs> I don't feel like some superhero for having done it for the last year. But what I do know is that it is forming a crucial part of who I am in terms of my discipline, in terms of my ability to endure. And, and these sort of things are very intangible. It's hard to measure, isn't it? Like my ability to persevere and sort of keep going and, 
you, you know, just sort of overcome, like personally get that win in, in the day through working out. Like, like that doesn't sound like there's a reason everyone I've told the story to is not doing the same. <laughs> it's because it's, it's kind of boring. Like it's kind of like uninteresting and we kind of want to get, get, show me the good part. And also, honestly, a year in, it's pretty gradual proce- progress. And someone asked me the other day on Instagram, like, have you got any before and after pics? And I was like, no, because you wouldn't really see very much. <laughs> there wouldn't be much difference because it's so slow. It's so gradual. But I'm investing in something behind the scenes. You know, your body is the carrier of your destiny. Everything, everything that you do and everywhere that you go is supported by your body. So if your body gives in on you in 10, 15, 20 years time because you can't move and you're not mobile and you get tired and you've got no energy and et cetera, et cetera, then, then that's the back end of your life. And sure, there's a front end as well of that, which can be nice, but the back end of it is actually the main thing. And so I want to encourage you, build the back end. I've just got three just simple thoughts that maybe help us do that for 2024. And the first one is to find delight in the boring. Find delight in the boring. We we do have a problem with getting bored too easily. And if you've got kids, you know, they're always going, oh, I'm bored. You're like, just find something to do. You know, it's, it's actually, the feeling of boredom is actually quite good for us. Like it's quite good for us to figure out like, oh, I'm bored and how do I, how do I, how do I press through? So that process of sort of pressing through boredom is, is a process where we, we, we come back to vision. So I remember when I was first learning guitar, I learned classical piano age seven and uh, did most of the grades. Well, I think I got to like grade five, to be honest, I wasn't a great student, but I was, I was gifted at music. Um, so I didn't really do any of the practice I was supposed to do, but I had an intuitive sense for that. Anyway, when I was 15, I picked up the guitar and I was really into like a lot of like heavy metal and like, a lot of like fast technical playing, um, which ironically is quite mirrored on classical world. And, uh, and, and, and I remember just like some of these guys that I was following and watching some of the videos and And they would do like just these exercises that were so repetitive, just like four notes on repeat, on repeat to a metronome. And it's going, and you're just uh, playing. And 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 I remember distinctly like just losing hours playing these mindless riffs, but, but getting so in the zone. And, um, to be honest, like in terms of technicality, I haven't progressed too much past that point. In terms of musicality, which is your feel and your understanding and your the relationship between the notes and your ability to hear, that's progressed continually. But 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 the technicality was forged in those just very repetitive sort of training patterns. And um, you know, this, the same is is true in life. You know, it's it's in our ability to just sit down and write. You know, that's where the books come from. That's where the social media posts come from. That's where the sales come from, you know, to be disciplined in journaling. You know, the boring bits, those are the things that if you can learn to love, you're actually going to become excellent in what you do. And, um, you know, most people can't be bothered, which is actually great for you because if you can be bothered, you are going to rise above other people. And uh, I've had just, uh, I would say, the privilege of being able to learn a lot of different things. And um, some of that's been through church, some of that's been through just personal curiosity, 
uh, learning about design, learning about video editing, learning about filming, learning about photography, and just just loads of things where I've just been able to learn about the craft and everything. It, it's always exactly the same. That to become a great craftsman, you you have to embrace that. The, the, those small details and the, the boring aspects of the craft and you have to learn to love it. You have to learn to delight in it because I, I'm convinced of this. If you don't enjoy swimming, you're not going to keep it up. So my strategy with working out has been to try and find exercises that I really enjoy. You know, that doesn't mean that everything is easy. It just means that I'm, I'm, I'm able to attach a vision to what I'm doing and I'm able to um, see a kind of purpose and embrace that repetition. And because repetition is everything, the more you do things, the better you get at it and the more you progress. And so I would, I would guess right now that if you consider your dreams for 2024 and the things that you're wanting to pursue and excited about, they all require something that is boring. They all require the back end. And if you can master the back end, you're actually going to succeed. Um, I remember, um, you know, having just teaching guitar, and one of the really common things that people do when they're learning is when they're playing a piece or a section of music, they will play uh, the bit that they can play like perfectly, and then when they get to the bit that is like you know a bit more technical, a bit more difficult, they will sort of like slightly muddle through it, and then they will kind of like repeat the whole thing again and keep going. And so what, what you have is, is you're actually drumming something into your, your muscle memory and your fingers that you're, you're learning how to play the good bit really well and you constantly muddle through the difficult bit. So in other words, you never actually improve on the difficult bit. Now, the difficult bit and the boring bit and the, the thing that is going to require you to slow it down and get really, really micro and see, we're doing it the wrong way around. We spend all of our time in the stuff that we enjoy and the stuff that is fun, the stuff that is easy, but we, we don't ever actually press through to be able to nail the difficult and the, and the boring. And if we can do that, what happens is that the whole piece sounds amazing because it's no good playing half the piece really well. Like if you play half the piece badly or like just 10% of the piece badly, like we're all going to notice because like, well, that sounded a bit crap. So, so, so actually the secret to life here is if you can learn to delight in the boring, you're actually going to uh, uh, lift up those, those weak areas, those weak links in your life. And uh, straight away, everything that you do is going to be stronger. So, so find a way, find a way to fall in love with the boring. And um, I'll do that often through prayer, um, you know, by getting vision. Um, I find vision comes when I pray, when I'm praying to God and I, I'm starting to see what the future is. And I think this is where I want to be. And then I start to look around at how we get there. We start to get the strategy and in the strategy is a lot of boring stuff. And so that gets me excited by anchoring the strategy and the vision together and get excited um, about the boring, get excited about discipline and really begin to love it. And, you know, for those of us who are disciples of Jesus, like how can we be a disciple if we're not committed to discipline? <laughs> we have to become more disciplined people. It's it's the back end of everything that is true um, success. Uh, the second thing is this, is don't get distracted by shiny things, by shiny things. We all have, love a good shiny thing, don't we? You know, like, and we're just surrounded. We're surrounded on social media by people who are going to really cool places, uh, whether that's like the cool exclusive members club, that you have to pay X amount to get in um, or it's the first class plane ticket or, you know, it's front row seats at the game or it's the Tesla that they're driving or whatever it is, you know, there's different things. Sometimes there's a piece of equipment and you just think, ah, oh, you know, and, and as I said before, we, we look to those things and we think if I get them, I'll be successful. But, but of course it's the opposite way around. So we, we've got to really manage our distraction levels. 
And one of the ways we've got to do that is we've got to limit how much we're consuming. Um, when we're consuming um, so much social media and so much of what other people um, are doing, right? I, I think sometimes there's a, a temptation for, if you're not active on social media, there's a temptation to think, I don't do this. I don't get distracted by shiny things. But actually, we, we're doing it all around us. There's other people in the office. Uh, there's people in our family. So it's it's more much more about the heart than it is about the medium that we choose to do this on. People just do it in different places. And some are more socially acceptable than others. <laughs> when we get distracted, we get distracted because we're, we're consuming this picture of this is what will make me happy when I get there. This is what success looks like when I get there. So you got to you got to remove that stuff because that is gonna that is gonna pull you away from the things that you're called to do. And faithfulness is really the the, the greatest marker of success. Being faithful with what you're supposed to do will actually bring about great fruit and great wealth and great impact and lots of cool things. And so um, you know. If we're distracted, we're not going to be faithful. And if we're not faithful, we're not actually going to succeed. And so by obsessing over the the surface level stuff and really desiring that, and that's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not that money is bad. It's, it's just that when we start to love it too much, when we start to place it as the highest thing, when we start to place all those, there's nothing wrong with having a Tesla. There's nothing wrong with going on cool holidays. Like this is good stuff. Like God, I think it's in 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy where, um, where Paul says, you know, People who are rich, they've, they've, they've got, they, they should do good with the things that they have and, and be aware that it's actually God who's given them those things to enjoy. It says that very specifically. And so we can enjoy having wonderful things and uh, without guilt, you know, thinking, oh, well, this could have fed a thousand people in a different part of the world. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> like you could apply that logic. I don't really mean who cares. I, I just mean you can apply that logic with everything. You know, you can apply that logic with whatever um, headphones you're listening to this on right now. You say, well, you know, should you have bought those headphones? Like, you, do you see what I mean? Like this this, this, this way of thinking applies to everything. And that's what's so poisonous um, about that sort of, uh, you know, it's very judgmental, isn't it? Um, but um, so there's nothing wrong with having things. It's just when we are pursuing those things, when those things are, or are driving us, like, I need this, I want this it's status, it's power, it's, um, you know, appeal, then then that's when it's not so cool. So don't get distracted by things, enjoy things, play with things, you know, it's, it's good. Like I love tech and I love uh, high quality audio equipment and you know I like there's loads of things that I love I love great family time and holidays but but you know we don't want to get distracted by those things that they become the primary goal of our life these these things are the byproduct of being faithful to what God is calling you um, to do and the third thing is simply this is have the courage to focus with conviction um, 2024, like the start of the year is always a time where people are talking about trends. You know, it's like, here's, here's the next trend. Here's what everyone's focusing on right now. But one thing you've got to understand about trends is that they come and they go. And, uh, you know, when you think back about fashion and you think about, you know, the 90s, I'm born in 88. So the 90s, I remember the fashion and it's like everything's just like coming back around. And, um, you know, <laughs> people are always saying, oh, I wish I just kept hold of so-and-so because it comes back around. Skinny jeans, bootleg jeans, like it just, it changes and it comes around. The, the trends come and go. And that's why it's so important for us to, when we're thinking about, um, you know, building our businesses or building our churches or whatever we're building, is, is actually just to simply get a conviction 
this is what I want to build and this is how I want to build it. Because otherwise you're going to find that you're going to chop and change what you're doing and uh, you're going you're gonna to always focus on the, what the next thing is. You can be aware of those things and those trends. It can be interesting sometimes to play around with them, but much better to get conviction and to live by that. And so that you're not, um, you're not being, uh, you're not doing things because you're told to do them. You're not doing them because you think, oh, this will work. You're actually doing them because you believe this is something you want to do and something you're called to do. Um, so for me this year, I've really been thinking about um, spending a bit less time on Instagram, much more time on the podcast, much more time on email, and much more time also offline. I know I'm the digital rabbi, but um, actually, I think there's some really cool. I like physical projects that I want to be working on and I'll be talking more about that over this year. I would love to share those with you. Um, but, but, but I think creating things offline really excites me. And that's something I've got a conviction on because it's not something that everyone else is doing. It's something that I've thought this is something I, I feel like I'm supposed to do. And so I'm excited about this year. It's going to be a great year. So I would love to hear from you guys. Like, what are you focused on? What, what are you thinking about for 2024? And how do you feel about 2023? I think it's a great time to do some, uh, just a, a little bit of reflection and, uh, and be honest with yourself. Like, what can you be working on? But I suspect, in fact, I'm sure Everything that you want is on the other side of the back end of your life. So think about discipline. Think about relationships. You know, who's in your world? Think about your spiritual life. That's a really important back end. Like we don't see spiritual things, but they are so there. Uh, Think about uh, your time. Think about what you're consuming in terms of media and so on. I really believe this is going to be a great um, year uh, for you. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review to this podcast. And uh, please do share with some friends as well if this is helpful, inspiring you. As you start 2024, um, yeah, I'm praying it's going to be a great year for you. The new year is actually a great time to think about the tools and the products that you are using. And I want to just recommend a couple of quick things for you. The first one is called Capture Collab. If you are a photographer or designer and you're working with images, like you store them, for example, maybe you're a church photographer and you're storing your photos in Dropbox or Google Drive, um, a great alternative for you to check out is Capture Collab. And basically the pro is this, is that when you store your your files, you can actually tag them uh, with a bunch of stuff. So you got a photo of the stage or a photo of a particular person or a particular instrument. You can actually tag all of those things and that these these files are like really easy to search. So um, what's happening is in six months time where you need to pull a picture for a design, like I've literally had this this week. I've been uh, drawing up a, a design, a report, and I've been needing to go back and get photos. And honestly, like it is so difficult to do this in the traditional way. Like you're just trying to search for file names and of course you didn't name anything at the time. It's like IMG six five two one three or whatever it is. And so Capture Collab is just a great tool that I know is going to help a lot of um, designers and photographers. So um, go check it out. You can go to CaptureCollab.com and you can use the coupon code SATS to get a 10% discount. And of course, there are some churches who are thinking about getting a brand new website. I want to just stop you and say, hey, go check out thechurchco.com. You need a good website in 2024. It's not the Stone Age. It's not the Middle Ages. It's 2024, guys, and it's so easy for you to do. This is a great 
product, um, builds your website for you. There's a team that manages it and it's very, very easy to update and use uh, throughout. So go check it out at thechurchco.com. And uh, again, you can use the coupon code SATS with a 10% uh, discount. So uh, have a great year, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Oh,